Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of College and Career Coffee Chats with your host, Delicia Alarcón, your resident Haitia and grad school fairy godmother with some cafecito. Always. I hope you grab your café, your water, your tea, your lleva mate, your wine, if it's after hours, to listen in on this conversation about college and career, following your bliss, figuring out what you want to do in life, eliminating the gatekeeping and the fancy big words that we use in higher education and corporate settings to really gatekeep first gen and BIPOC individuals. So I hope this podcast serves as a space where you feel heard, seen, and safe to have all these conversations and ask all the hard questions and the big questions. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of College and Career Coffee Chat. I'm so excited for today's chat with Mariana. We're gonna dive in really quickly about who she is in a moment, but before that, we are going to cheers. So make sure you grab your coffee, your tea, your water, your wine, if this is after hours, whatever floats your boat. Um, and we're going to cheers. Cheers. Salud. Salud. <laughs> um, so if you hear us slurping or moving our glasses, that's what it is. <laughs> um, so get cozy and uh, lean into our conversation to learn about Mariana and the fabulous work that she's doing. She is an instructional designer or instructional curriculum coach. And we're going to talk about all of that and what that means, because in our efforts to decolonize our uh, business, our lives, we get to make up our titles and our businesses and they get to change with the seasons in our lives. And we're gonna talk a lot about that today. She is from Mexico, Mexicana, currently living in the Netherlands. So that is kind of the overview. Mariana, without further ado, Mariana. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. Um, It's so nice to hear the name of your country pronounced in Spanish. <laughs> so thank you so much for that. It's the little of things course. that you miss. <laughs> oh, yes. The little things that matter, right? Like my name, Delicia, yes. um, gets its variations as well. So if this conversation turns Spanglish, now you know why. <laughs> yes. Oh, so true. So true. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. I'm very happy to join you. It's going to be a fun conversation. Yes. Um, thank you for saying yes and joining us. And I'll share a little bit about how we met so the people on the interwebs understand how we are on Zoom together. We're both part of the Revolutionary Women Entrepreneurship Group by Giselle Allen. Also follow her, check her out and the work that she does to foster She's and build this, this community of like-minded uh, women and themes of color. And obviously how things work on the internet and during the pan- pandemic or panini or panorama, like I like to call it, uh, <laughs> we were looking for community and trying to connect with people all over the world. And Mariana sent me a message on Facebook and that's how we started talking and connecting and finally on a Zoom chat and also recording to share her, her wisdom and her genius behind how she navigates the world and also her online business, but people may know us as these online entrepreneurs or um, coaches in the online industry, but how did we get here, right? I've shared a lot of my story on this podcast. 
However, I like to bring on people to hear it from their perspective and their journey because we all have taken various different ways and routes and the path is not linear. So I love to talk about that here. So would you like to share with the people how you got to where you are? And I know it's a long-winded answer or it can be short, however you wanna share. Um, how do we get to Mariana, the instructional designer? Yes, I want to try to be brief. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, but we'll try. <laughs> so what, first, what, what does it mean to be an instructional designer? It means that I create uh, curriculum and methodologies for people that want to repackage their knowledge into courses and programs. Um, I have been in education for the past 15 years, well, basically my entire life, that's what I do. Um, and in Mexico, I had um, what I thought was my dream job. Um, very happy working for a top university, uh, you know, doing my thing. Um, and then life happens. And I met my now husband. Uh, and I moved to the Netherlands. And then, because life is not linear, just mm -hmm. as you mentioned, um, you think you have everything figured out and then you don't. I thought I knew who I was. And here, all of a sudden, I was in a new country where I didn't speak the language fluently, um, a country that had a very different culture than mine. Um, and and I've, I found myself very lost. Um, I shifted from being you know, a team leader and a trainer and a teacher and, and a sister and a friend and everything to now an immigrant and a person that maybe is at the bottom of the pyramid. Um, and that is the reason how I ended up uh, starting my own company online after many heartbreaks Uh, and rejection um, after many meetings where, yes, my resume was great, but they just wouldn't hire me because insert whatever reason. Mm -hmm. um, I decided, you know what, that's it. Enough is enough. Um, I, I just need to make this work for myself. And it took me a while, but when it all came together was when um, my son started to speak Spanish and Dutch at the same time and asking questions. Um, and why does that goes to go to work and not mom? And it just broke my heart to think, well, because I cannot find a job. Mm -hmm. um, so then I thought, you know what, my, my son, deserves to see his mother thriving and living a, a, a fulfilling life. And I thought, if I can manage to build a legacy for him, then this is going to be, this experience is going to be worth it. Mm -hmm. um, it's not that I saw myself being a business owner ever. I was very <laughs> happy being an, an employee in Mexico. Like, Very happy. <laughs> <laughs> But then life 
and 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 now I think that it was meant to be. This is where I was always meant to be. I love that. Can you define how you were happy in your job in Mexico? Because I think a lot of people think they need to leave corporate or leave higher education and leave all their jobs that may provide security or protection to be an online entrepreneur, when in reality, that might not be the right fit for them. And that's okay. You can find fulfillment in a job or a company or an, or a nonprofit or whatever institution or entity that provides fulfilling work. Um, and that's something I talk with students a lot because they think that they need to do everything on their own and leave everything. And uh, that might not be a right fit. So can you talk through a little bit uh, how you define happiness within your work in Mexico? Yes. Um, I, I come from a family of educators. Half of my, half of my family are either teachers or lawyers because mm. of course in latin america you you get only a few options right like you you are raised thinking okay you can be a doctor or <laughs> a teacher or an engineer um so that's my family and i was brought up in a very idealistic uh belief system my parents truly believe that education can change the world mm -hmm. and they also believe that if you want to change things for the better you need to get inside you get to get you, you need to get into the trenches and work mm -hmm. from within to rebuild and dismantle and reconstruct and everything they believe that everything that you want to do is 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 at your reach but you need to put the work into it and do it from within So, of course, I'm the eldest, you know, first daughter. You take everything to heart and you're like, I'm going <laughs> to make you proud. Um, and I became a teacher. But not for the holidays and not for the pension and not for the, the perks of the job. I became a teacher because I truly believe this is how I can contribute actively to reshaping a better world. If I can only manage to touch a couple of students and, and help them see that they can become positive agents in, in their communities, then that's it. That, like, that's it. I don't need anything extra. Um, and you don't go into education thinking that you're going to make money. Unfortunately. Right? Unfortunately. But that's the like that's that's how you need it. It's just a it's a purpose driven um, field. Right. You are there for your vocation, and that's it. And so anything else that came up, like the extra hours and the bringing things home to mark, and you know planning and and all the sweat and the tears and the talking to the families and convincing teenagers and that didn't matter because I could I was able to see the big picture right so when you talk to to yours to your own people your students the people that trust you with their futures and when you tell them you can find purpose 
at corporate jobs or institutions. I believe that is true. As long as you're able to see the big picture and then bring it down to, okay, what can I do daily to connect to that big picture, to that big purpose? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to keep you going. I was very happy there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a beautiful thing to talk about and to share because there is also a narrative around uh that you can't be happy at work and that, which is in many cases true if you're not working for a purpose-driven, mission-driven company that's only solely focused on production, right? Mm -hmm. So there's two sides to that coin and there's truth and validity in that conversation and also truth and validity in finding happiness, not necessarily in the job and day-to-day aspect, but in the bigger mission of the Mm -hmm. work of being perhaps a teacher or an educator, or even if you work in finance or accounting at a socially just and driven company or or nonprofit. Um, So there is uh, some truth and gems in that. And what did you teach in Mexico? So I started with... um, Spanish and then moved on to literature theory of knowledge philosophy and then my 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 baby that I (laughs) created from scratch because it was a new program and it got me my first award for curriculum design was film studies I created a program for film studies and that was like I thought, wow, now I can die. Like, I feel that I peaked. Accomplished. Accomplished. Because it gave me the opportunity to present very relevant um, contemporary material and then linked it to what's going on in our society. Why are Mm -hmm. we portraying things this way? What are the conversations that we're having and the ones that we're not having? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was an amazing two-year program and I'm still very proud of it. <laughs> yes, congratulations. We have to hype you up on this uh, podcast episode because I think, um, and we talked about this offline, is that sometimes women and females of color are afraid to celebrate their wins and showcase their wins and brag about it and hype it up and um, so I want to create that space for you and anyone on this who's listening to this episode to love on yourself and hype yourself up. And if, if you if you are having a hard time with that, let us know so we can hype you up and come into our DMs and say, hey, I want to brag about this or I want to yes. hype about this. And um, hopefully we can create that space for you and community, um, which is amazing. And we didn't talk about this uh, last time we spoke, but we're very similar in the sense of teaching Spanish and also film studies and how that was my Spanish senior thesis. Of oh, who amazing. Gets to, yeah, who gets to tell the story and who mm-hmm. gets to share the narrative and how that's reconstructed in film and art yes. and something that I also love to discuss and um, share within my research. So uh, it's serendipity that we are connecting and talking about it 
it's meant to be <laughs> it's meant to be you see it's meant to be and we said yes to connecting and sharing these conversations and that's how networking and relationships are built and um talking through even this experience between you and I that's how networking happens and it doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to be this whole big thing oh, I'm going to network with someone on how do we work together and make this whole big thing that students I think get trapped in with like should I add them on LinkedIn should I connect mm-hmm. with them here and, and it's like look at it from a place of ease does it feel good to connect with um, someone and can you talk about shared experiences and really learn from each other so I hope uh, if you're listening you feel that ease and connection and you can bring that into your own life as well yes it's it's just a I don't know why we resist so much to lean on the human side of relationships mm-hmm. it's as if we are afraid of being close to people mm-hmm. um, and one of the wonderful things about this moment that we are living is that internet has brought us together so if you are sure of who you are what you stand for your beliefs and principles it's easier to find your people Mm -hmm. I mean I live in the Netherlands (laughs) and we're having this deep conversation about life yes and for those who don't know I'm in uh, East Stroudsburg Pennsylvania in the United States so when Mariana messaged me I, I thought oh she's somewhere in the U.S. where I wonder where she is and then I knew she was Mexican so I, I said oh maybe it's in Mexico and then she's like no I'm in the Netherlands I was like what <laughs> how did you get there and I immediately was like we have to tell this story because I also love to travel. I lost also, I haven't in the last couple of years because of Panini and life circumstances, but I studied abroad in Spain and Australia and lived in Brazil and I lived in Paraguay, which is where my family's from. So I have this keen um, connection and a desire to continue exploring and traveling. Hopefully now we can begin that again with the borders opening up a little bit more, um, but we can travel through time and through the internet. Hello, Zoom was able to connect Mariana and I through this little square. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's a beautiful thing. So if you feel connected to someone online, reach out to them. Research a little how they want to connect. Is it on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on TikTok? Or um, if you can find their email and say, hey, I want to have a coffee chat. I want to connect with you. And it doesn't have to be this whole big thing of like, oh, here's my resume. Here's an interview or... Like, that's what I try to deconstruct too in the work with my students and clients is sometimes we get in our head of creating this whole big movie in mm-hmm. our minds about how it should go. When in reality, if you have, if you want to have a connection with them, then, then see what happens and um, lean into that human side of it, which I love what you said, lean in the human side of the relationship and uh, navigate it from there. You can't go wrong. <laughs> like we, at the core of it, we want to connect with other humans. Yes. I mean, I, if, if you are getting all these 
doubts and, and, and anxiety and I don't know if they would like to talk to me. I'm not an interesting person to talk to. Stop yourself right there. No. Because there is nobody else like you in the world. Like that's a fact. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not, ah, let's repeat this motto. No, that's a fact. Um, yes. There are no two of us. So just by existing, you have something to say about the way you see the world that nobody mm. else has. So how about you leverage that in every single aspect of your life? If you're a fun person, be a fun person. If you're a serious person, be a serious person. <laughs> like you don't have to fake it. Right. You don't have to perform for no. the matrix or the, the society or the community. You get to be who you are. Yes. You don't have to wash down your personality or assimilate. No. 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 Mm-mm. We you are disrupting know. that narrative. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to press pause. Boom. No. We don't want those thoughts here. <laughs> exactly. And that's a great exercise in deconstructing what have we internalized as to what is maybe a cultural norm or a familial norm or a societal norm that we were told to act and be a certain way. And if we don't want to ascribe to it or perform something, then we don't have to. Exactly. We really don't. No, we don't. And, and it shows up in so many different ways that the, all these societal norms um, and our own misinterpretation of who we are. Um, for example, I was terrified of l- launching my business mm-hmm. in the Netherlands in English because my entire life, I spent years, decades, studying Spanish, perfecting (laughs) my Spanish. It's pristine. My Spanish is to the point, right? Not my English. No, no. And I thought, oh my God, nobody's gonna hire me. Who's going to trust someone that doesn't speak perfect English to create curriculum? This was the story that I was telling myself. Mm-hmm. You know how many clients have corrected my grammar ever? Mm-hmm. 0.0000. <laughs> Nobody cares. In fact, because my English is not perfect, they ask like, oh, where are you from? And I'm like, oh, I'm from Mexico. I'm Latina too. And now half of my clients are Mexican-Americans, Cuban-Americans, mm-hmm. uh, Latinx, Latines, Latinas, first-gen, second-gen, and they feel so at home during our conversations. So something that I thought was a huge gap and objection turns out to be 
something that attracts the people that I want to work with. And that's what I would like, if you're listening to this, to think about your own story and your own circumstances and flip it. Because mm -hmm. whatever it is that you feel, oh, no, 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 that's what it's, nobody's going to want to work with me because of that or nobody's going to buy from me because of that and they're not going to trust me because of that. Mm. How can we reframe this mm -hmm. to the positive? And it's almost always possible. Yes, that's a great tool. How do we listen to the story that we're telling ourselves or maybe someone is telling us this story, right? And how do we stop it? How we do, like press pause on that movie mm -hmm. and then reframe it and mm -hmm. repattern and recreate a new narrative. And that's, that's a great tool to even start there, right? Um, catch the story first, be aware of that story. And then, okay, I don't like that story. How do I reframe that story? And then build on that to create the life or the business or the career or the the journey that you want to create for yourself, right? Yes. That's all part of, even though this is a college and career chat podcast, I want to bring a new layer to it of, it's not just about resumes or interviews or career preparation or business model and business talk. It's about connecting to that life force that mm -hmm. drives you forward and being okay with, yes, I am the only voice and my own experience is unique. And that's my, my superpower or my motor forward. So I love that repattern, reframe yes. that, that voice in our head. <laughs> yes. And then we can apply that everywhere in our lives, our family, our, our love life, our career, our, our children, if you're uh, our mother or father or parent, um, or community member, volunteer in any aspect of your life. It really is, it's transferable to all your roles. Um, and it also helps you evolve because we are mm -hmm. all constantly evolving. And identity is such a fluid construct. Like one year I was Mexican, the next year I was immigrant. <laughs> Absolutely. I was not counting on that. <laughs> You know, it's a, it's a fluid, right? And we have to it's, ebb and flow with it. Yes, yes. So the more we can develop like this toolkit for ourselves mm -hmm. um, to not see life as a survival game, but as a joyful mm -hmm. space, the better. Spe especially if you're part of a marginalized community, if you identify as uh, BIPOC, if, like if you fall under the non-whiteness uh, spectrum, then, then this is vital for us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And finding community that, that really honors that humanity and that experience within you. And the same, I, I feel like I've had the same experiences. I ori originally started, oh, all students, all this, but the more I kind of hone into who I want to support and serve, it is mostly women and themes of color who resonate with this need to dismantle what those roles and performances are and understand that they, they hold the power within them and they hold the space within them. 
And we do that both as an an instructional designer, as a career coach or life coach or whatever title we want to give ourselves in this season. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. And it's, it's, it goes again, right? Like to, to that bigger picture, to that, that higher Mm -hmm. purpose, It, it, it really doesn't matter the the what do you do it with it's it's the why are we doing here why are we even here right and how do you connect your why to your current role right you said at the beginning that it was meant to be you you were happy in your job as a teacher as a spanish teacher instructor and then now you're in this space in this season of your life where you think it's meant to be Mm -hmm. um so how do you arrive there with your why? Um, I love this question. Um, so back in Mexico, I thought, okay, I'm, I'm contributing to shape the future leaders of this country. And that kept me going. Now I move here and I have these new intersections in my identity that I am exploring. I don't know how to feel in a country that is racist, but they don't want to accept it. They have rebranded themselves into something very tolerant and progressive. Um, It's also the colonizer land, like who built the ships? The Dutch did. Um, So I was just dealing with all these things that were not there before. Mm And the way I connect to that higher purpose is because by trying to dig into those feelings and answering the questions for myself, I found that there were others that were going through that same process. Mm -hmm. And the more I dared to speak out loud about these feelings and ideas that I had. Like, is anybody else feeling like that? Are you also going through this? I started calling in people that were also having these thoughts. They were also noticing these patterns. They they wanted to do something about it. So that was at the feeling level. And then Coincidentally, of course, because I'm operating in a a business space, Mm -hmm. these are women that own businesses. And here I come, and this is part of like my revolution, (laughs) my own personal revolution. Here I come and I say, okay, you want to sell your knowledge because you want to make money, right? It's a business. How about if we create a container for that knowledge that honors the people that are inside? Mm -hmm. How about if we make sure that the journey that you're creating for your clients is not centering whiteness? Mm -hmm. How about if we take into account the cultural background of your uh, future students before the program starts. So I started integrating all these different intersections into curriculum design 
And I found, found out that almost nobody was talking about it. Um, everybody says, create your course, sell it, make money. But they treat, they don't think about the people that come to the course. They, they just, you know, count the numbers. It's just about mm -hmm. metrics. Mm -hmm. So living in the Netherlands, having this close encounter with colonial mindset and whiteness, bringing that into my business and saying, no, we, we can actually dismantle that. How can we do it together? Let's make sure that the curriculum is not re-traumatizing your people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's how I got to connect what I'm doing now to that bigger vision. Mm -hmm. And that just lights me up. I feel that I am, again, contributing to dismantling the, 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 the gatekeeping of knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, decentering whiteness, um, decolonizing courses, mm -hmm. um, and and it's something that I can just talk about every day, all day. <laughs> I am completely obsessed it. with it, um, and and luckily, I have found that I'm not the only one. I, my clients are too. So that just makes me happy. <laughs> I love it. And, and that's just is. <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, but, but again, it goes back to when you are very sure, like completely aware of who you are and your beliefs and your values, you can talk about them, mm -hmm. leave them, And you're going to start finding people that are aligned with you. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just how it works. It's, it's just how it is. <laughs> it really is. It, it's, like a, it's like the confirmation bias thing. Right, that, right. That when you want to buy a red sweater, all of a sudden you see red sweaters everywhere because <laughs> your mind is aware of that. Yeah. It's the same. It's like, okay, so I want to, I want to talk about decolonization and all of a sudden I start noticing oh hold on Delicia is also talking about decolonization let me reach out yes that's how it I works that's how it works and I love that because I last well not the last summer I think in the where where in, in the in the winter time or like the spring I was like what if I just really connect to the idea of I want to decolonize career coaching or decolonize um, applying for a job or life coaching in many ways and realizing that not a lot of people are talking about it in that way. There are mm -hmm. a lot of career coaches that came out of the Panini that are helping with leadership development and helping with resume interview prep and all the, all the technical tools, but there's no one really talking about How do we reframe that narrative? How do we divest from whiteness and decenter whiteness and decenter the colonial patriarchy yes. in the capital or the colonial, like Bell Hook says, the colonial capitalist patriarchy. So if you want to learn more about the intersections of those three, read any works by Bell Hooks. She is the um, founder of that kind of terminology. And I can share 
articles in the show notes about that. But I, I made a, a choice, right? And I made a decision and a connection to say, okay, if I want to talk about this, there has to be other people talking about mm-hmm. it, right? Like, like Mariana, like Giselle, like, um, according to Weez, uh, Maisha mm-hmm. Hill from Check Your Privilege, right? There's a lot of educators talking about it in their own way, in their own unique perspective, and they have their own mission and vision and why. But at the center of all of these um, organizations and businesses and online communities is decentering whiteness and really uh, centering women and themes of color who are the most yes. marginalized um, within intersectionality, right? So that's Kimberly Crenshaw's work. If you want to learn more about that, I'll post it in the show notes. Um, and that's kind of the root of the work that we do. So um, leaning into that more, right? is because I love to talk about it. And I talk about it all day, every day, right? Like you. Yes. So saying yes to really dive, diving into that and really divesting into that because I don't want to re-traumatize uh, students or clients in the work that I do. So we have to f- make a conscious choice and effort to also decolonize ourselves and yes. learning how do we as individuals decenter whiteness in our own lives so I love that toolkit that we're creating for not only people who choose to be in community with us, but also how we talk about it on social media or in our containers and um, really building something that is true to us and authentic to our, ourselves. So I love it. It is a movement. I think it is a mm-hmm. revolution. It um, is. And we are not waiting. Here's why I think it's a revolution. We're not waiting for the institution to say, all right, you can talk about <laughs> that. Let's add a module inside, I don't know, year 11, and we'll make a month out of it, and great. No. Right. We're like, no, hold on. Mm-mm. We don't need that. We know it's not going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> nope. I mean, <laughs> let's be real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and at the same time, this is something that is from from the people for the people. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's why it should come from us. It is up to us to talk about this mm-hmm. and to infuse this into whatever it is that we're doing regardless of the product that you that we are working with like if you are right. if you are building house bird houses that's a real thing here in the Netherlands that's a business <laughs> big business yeah Bu- yeah building bird houses like if you're building bird houses you can still connect that mm-hmm. to your purpose mm-hmm and find that passion and that fire to keep going and to spread the message. Absolutely. We all have our part to play. And that's something that I always talk about as well with one-on-one students, clients, when I worked in higher education or when I taught Spanish uh, to high school students is we all have a role to play in this revolution and this dismantling of the system and that you and we and the work is attuning to ourselves and finding where we want to show up to do that right mm-hmm. we we love to have conversations with people who are already committed to this work 
and figuring out how do we amplify each other and amplifying each person's purpose, right? We're not all going to be Malala or Martin Luther King or Malcolm X or Bell Hooks or Audre Lorde. We can be Mariana. We can be Delicia within our own communities and honor those ancestors that came before us and also figure out where do we fit into that movement? And we don't all have to be direct action protesters or um, revolutionary in the sense of like the performance of it. Mm-hmm. We, are, we can all be revolutionaries within our own communities and our own lives. And I think that's the message that we try to share through the work that we do. Absolutely. And again, right? Like you don't have to fake it. Right. But you do have to believe it. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the beauty about this disconnections that we are forming and, and, and this work that we are collectively crafting is we believe in it. Mm-hmm. No questions asked. Like this, this is what it needs to happen. So if you want to join us, <laughs> if you want to join the movement, the revolution, we're here. <laughs> Finding joy in whatever you do and connecting to your purpose. Yes, there's joy in it too. It's, that's the, the other, I think, false narrative that capitalism, colonial patriarchy wants to teach you or white supremacy wants to teach you is that you have to burn out or you, mm-hmm. have, to do, you have to be upset. You have to be angry all the time. No, there is joy in liberation and there's joy in creating spaces for all of us and Mm -hmm. abundance for all of us it's not just there's a time and place for righteous anger and sacred rage Mm -hmm. and then how do we transmute that energy to be fuel for the movement and fuel for our passions and for our um, communities right and living in our purpose absolutely I wish I brought wine instead of my water. (laughs) I know, right? What time is it there now? Uh, It's in the evening, so So I could have a happy hour wine. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. One day we'll do it in person and we'll go to a happy hour. Oh, yes. Um, So before we leave the peoples, is there anything that you wish you knew as a young Mariana, uh, any nugget of wisdom that you want to impart on your younger self that could be utilized for our listeners um, who are from different age ranges and points in their journey? However, I love to ask the question, what would you tell your younger self? How much time do you have? (laughs) (laughs) I know, um, it's such a lofty question. Yes. Uh, I would I would tell Mariana 15 years ago that you don't have to have your entire life mapped out. Um I was the type of person that knew exactly the milestones that I wanted to hit. Um, Again, cultural upbringing, right? There were so many, millions and millions and millions of Mexicanos. So, Mm -hmm. and only a couple of opportunities. So you have to be the best of the best of the best. 
And right. I, I was that person. Um, I knew by 15, I need to be here by 20. And I, I had like these five-year plans. And it, it took a toll on me all the time. I, I, was, I was racing against myself. Mm-hmm. For what? I'm not retiring in Mexico. I ended up here. <laughs> right. In a completely different lifestyle, profession that I could, in my wildest dreams, this was not in the cards for me. So I would say, you know, Mariana, chill, <laughs> sit, enjoy, have a laugh. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It's going to be fine. You're going to make it fine. It's going to be fine. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Yeah. I love that. That's a perfect broche de oro <laughs> to, <laughs> to uh, culminate our coffee chat, wine chat next time. Um, yeah. Chill. It's okay. Relax. We're going to be okay. Yeah. Rest. <laughs> rest. Yes. Rest. Take some time to listen to your body and recharge and connect yeah. and take a walk. Go into the into nature. If you live by the ocean, the ocean. Um, go on a hike. I think if you want to divest from whiteness about napping, right? The nap ministry is a great resource online. Uh, she does a lot of work about napping and resting and divesting from the hustle mentality of the hamster wheel that mm-hmm. we've been lied to that that's the way only way to success when it's in reality it's not um but i think there is a part two here to dive into being the first daughter of a cultural uh like mexico and paraguay that a lot of responsibility, a lot of yes. things imposed or inflicted. So um, we might have to come back to that. Oh, <laughs> count me in. <laughs> yes. So with that, my friends, we leave you with, it'll be okay. Take care of yourselves, rest, and really um, let us know what has been your takeaway from our conversation on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube. Uh, This will be on all the platforms where you listen to your podcast and also the visuals on YouTube. And make sure you follow and connect with Mariana. And if anything resonates with you, let us know. We want to know what you can take away from this conversation. Yes. And thank you. Muchas gracias for your time. Besos. Besos. Let's cheers one more time to our, to our rest and our revolution. Salud. Yes. <laughs> Until next time, my friends. Well, there you have it, my friends. That is the episode of College and Career Coffee Chats. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, like, share, tell your friends, tell your dogs, tell your family, tell your coworkers, tell your colleagues, your mentors, anyone you think would find value in this episode and this podcast and I hope you follow me on Instagram at DeliceDinsyAlarcon on TikTok, TikTok Career Coach for some dancing, some free resources on YouTube at Delilingo Academy 
And you can always check out the website for updates, deliciaallercon.com, for coaching, support, VIP days, mini courses, free resources and guides. Everything's on the website, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And make sure you join the free Facebook group where we will do training and hype each other up in the College and Career Hype Crew on Facebook. All the links are down below. Let me know if you have any questions, concerns, and anything specific you want us to talk about on this podcast, any feedback you have. I'm always here to listen and learn. So until next time, my friends, cheers. See you in the next episode.